0: Chapter 35 of Life at the Zoo by Charles John Cornish. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 35 The Soldier's Camel. Bactrian camels, says Major A. Leonard in his work on The Camel, Its Uses and Management, are those from Afghanistan, or any other such cold climate, would thrive just as well in a remount depot in England as they do at the zoo what in the world is to prevent their introduction into this country and the formation of camel and mule transport nothing that i can see major leonard speaks with the authority of one who has spent sixteen years as a transport officer and if the suggestion which he makes based as it is on the observation of the good health and long lives enjoyed by the northern camels at the zoological gardens be adopted by the war office the original intention of the founders of the society to make their gardens an example of what was possible in the way of acclimatization would be fulfilled in an unexpected quarter. The reason for Major Leonard's suggestion is to be found in the failure in the management of our camel transport in wartime. The natural liking of Englishmen for domestic animals of all kinds is quite equalled by the skill they usually show in their management. Yet the suffering of our transport animals in war are such as at any other time would cause a pang to the national conscience it is a fact that the feeling of humanity which will not tolerate the overcrowding of a cattle-ship is scarcely shocked when as in the afghan war twenty thousand camels perish mainly from mismanagement or when a transport officer can write of the fate of those creatures in the nile expedition seeing as i have done hundreds and thousands of camels die from sheer exhaustion brought on by neglect and ill-treatment arising from downright stupidity obstinacy and ignorance is enough to make one ashamed of having had any connection with the business the push across the Bayuda desert was a race against time yet it hardly seems consonant with the usual fairness of englishmen to their mounts that of the thousand camels used probably not one survived the treatment it received and count gleichen writing after service with the camel corps throughout the war says i am afraid we looked upon them as mere machines for carrying and hardly thought of their suffering from hunger and thirst as long as they could be whacked along this was after the battle of metame of the same example of cruel and disastrous mismanagement sir c rivers wilson says the camels had been without water for from six to seven days having been accustomed to water every second or third day they were on one-third rations which they did not always get for thirty-seven hours they were tied down so tightly in the zeriba before abu klei that they could not move a limb and i doubt if they were fed at all during that time then for sixteen hours they were on the march and tied down for another twenty-four hours without any food the result almost justified the saying that we thought we had found in the camel an animal which required neither food drink nor rest we certainly acted as if the camel were a piece of machinery except during the time of battle all this cruelty to the animals and waste of mobility in the force was unnecessary the so-called desert was full of food and well supplied with water. On the day before the retreat from Metemay, a camel convoy of the friendly Kababish came in across the desert in perfect condition. It made my mouth water, writes an officer, to see these magnificent well-fed brutes swinging along, each with its load balanced on its hump. His own beast had holes in its skin into which you could have put a coconut read in the light of these facts the inimitable ballot in which mr rudyard kipling sums up the miseries of the commissariat camel and the incompetence of the uninstructed british private to manage it is an invitation to substitute common sense and kindness for ignorance and cruelty in the treatment of the four-footed army which helps to fight our battles major leonard has been engaged in this service in afghanistan south africa indian and the sudan that is in itself a credential for his book for no one not possessed of an equable and reflective temper could have gone through his experiences and yet be enthusiastic over his branch of the profession and above all over what he justly calls that little-known and strangely unsympathetic animal the camel Yet Major Leonard's practical experience leads him to the conclusion that of all transport animals, it is the best for military use in the East. Incidentally, he gives us an historical note on Mr. Rudyard Kipling's immortal ballad on the commissariat camel. The driver question in Afghanistan was enough to appall the heart of the stoutest transport officer. They deserted, and soldiers had to be told off to act as drivers. On December 20, 1878, I had to leave 161 bags of commissariat stores on the ground, many of the drivers having deserted, and taken their camels with them. This is a common trick of the send drivers. They go back by a circuitous route, and in many cases, it is said, are re-engaged by the commissariat. The place assigned to the camel in this estimate need not raise any bright ideal of the creature as a travelling companion mr r kipling's remark that you might as well lavish your affection on a luggage van as on a camel still holds good but there is a balance in favour of the camel when compared with other oriental beasts of burden the experiences of a single march noted by major leonard gives a glimpse of the comparative cussedness of different transport animals which is as fresh as it is amusing the occasion was the advance of the kandahar force from Ketta in the last afghan war at the crossing of the river laura at the foot of the kojak amran range the camels were swallowed up wholesale in the quicksands owing entirely to their extraordinary stupidity we quote this incident first because the one serious drawback to the use of the camel consists precisely in this strange insensibility to danger the river was not very broad and not more than two feet deep in any part of the stream but the bed was full of quicksands in whose treacherous depths many an unfortunate camel perished it is only natural to suppose that by sheer force of example an ordinarily intelligent animal would have learnt to avoid the danger by seeing those which preceded it sinking deeper and deeper out of sight yet these camels plodded steadily on into the quicksands though those which had preceded them were disappearing so fast that in many cases only their necks and heads were visible not a single horse elephant or mule was lost in this way in crossing the ford and they one and all displayed a marked and consistent caution which was clearly the result of reason one elephant which the officer commanding the six eleven battery of the royal artillery lent to assist in extricating some camels which were being engulfed in the quicksands showed an amount of sagacity which was positively marvellous it was with the utmost difficulty that we could get him to go near enough to attach a drag-rope to one camel i wanted to rescue in spite of our being about fifty yards from the bank of the river he evinced the greatest anxiety while his movements were made with extreme caution despite coaxing persuasive remonstrance and at last a shower of heavy blows dealt upon its head by the exasperated mahout this elephant stubbornly refused to go where he was wanted but with his trunk shoved out in front of him kept feeling his way with his ponderous feet placing them before him slowly deliberately and methodically treading all the while with the velvety softness of a cat and taking only one step at a time then suddenly he would break out into a suppressed kind of shriek and retreat backwards in great haste when the animal had nearly completed a circuit of the ground with the same caution and deliberation he advanced to within ten yards of the poor camel but not another inch would he move though several men were walking between him and the camel without any signs of the ground giving way but if the camel is too mechanical the elephant is too soft for the hardships of the baggage train or rough country he requires good roads a temperate climate and meals not only regular but luxurious ten elephants out of eleven reached kandahar safely in eighteen seventy eight on a diet of chapatees, rice sugar and two bottles of rum apiece after their supper no wonder the faces of the men and their remarks as they looked on with watering mouths and overpowering envy were worthy of a camp ballad by rudyard kipling yet this is we submit an error on the right side both in economy and efficiency which cost most the elephants comforts on the road to Kandahar, or the ninety-two camels which dropped from exhaustion and hunger on the first day's march back from metameh where the day before fifty thousand pounds weight of stores had been flung into the nile the patient ox combines the cunning of the mule with a spirit of revenge which is generally attributed to the camel though count glycan states that only one case of camel bite was reported to him during the nile expedition a leading bullock on the kandahar march lay down six times and when it was at last reluctantly agreed that the creature must be dying from exhaustion it rushed at a private and tossed him ten feet in the air then on to the next man and sent him flying and lastly at its own driver whom it tumbled over like a ninepin. while the rest took refuge behind the wagons the creature would not move in harness and finally had to be unyoked and driven into camp the mule is the handiest and hardiest the donkey the least trouble and the pony the pleasantest of all pack animals according to major leonard's experience the spanish donkeys and sicilian mules being perhaps the finest and most useful of their respective kinds but though military opinion is on the whole in favour of the mule he gives facts and figures to show that the camel unmanaged as it is is a still more economical and effective beast for military service its power enduring hunger and thirst is greater it carries double the load of two mules needs fewer drivers is never shod and costs less to buy and less to keep for food and water have to be carried for miles in desert country while the camel browses on almost any shrub and can make the ordinary caravan march from well to well this opinion must not rest on general considerations for the good working example of the comparative efficiency of the two animals in a campaign is obtainable lord roberts on his march from Kabul to Kandahar, covered a daily average of fourteen and a half miles for nineteen days this was done with mules and ponies the camels belonging to the regiments being exchanged for the former in the bayouda desert the camels traveled thirty-four miles daily in the first march and allowing for the two days rest and two of fighting nearly thirty miles a day in the second march of two hundred miles but in this case the camels were starved and worked to death the difference between the careful treatment of the cavalry horse marbot's reminiscences of his life as a cavalry officer must have opened the eyes of many readers to the practical anxieties of that profession and the ignorant neglect of the camel suggests a doubt whether the englishman is really so adaptable as we are pleased to think the two hundred pages which major leonard devotes to instruction in feeding watering loading doctoring equipping and purchasing camels contains so many glimpses of the obvious that the reference as to our general neglect of this indispensable animal for asiatic warfare is irresistible the two great breeding grounds of the camel are the whole central zone of asia north of the himalayas and the centre and northern fringe of the african Sudan. with the latter we are in touch through the frontier tribes of egypt and there is little doubt that we could make egypt the nucleus of a camel transport unrivalled in the history of the world but unless our officers and men have some training in their management the suffering camels will continue to cause as they have hitherto in our frontier wars an embarrassed strategy neglected sick and an ill-supported soldiery a permanent camel transport service in egypt and on the northwest frontier of india would probably save in our next considerable war millions of money and hundreds of soldiers lives End of chapter thirty-five